Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello and welcome to Toonami Preflight. Jason was just singing along the theme song. I thought you did a very good job. Yeah. It sounded very Thank good. Thank you. It was like stereo even though there Appreciate are stereo it. speakers. <clears throat> Appreciate it. 3D sound. I'm a gifted mimic. You are. You're going to add something? <laughs> <laughs> so today... Oh, okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about um, the 2001 animated short film Cat Soup. And that shit is so crazy. It led us into our topic that we're going to be talking about today, which is what's your favorite mind f word? Mind f word movie. Are we? How many times? What? How many times can we say fuck in an episode before we get in trouble? Ten or fifteen. Okay, I think we're in trouble. One fuck it is. We'll keep <laughs> Two. <track>. God <laughs> damn Two it. Fuck. <laughs> You're just burning through them, man. It's like Blues Brothers. Um, so let's talk about first cat soup. Number 47-ish on Pace Magazine's Top 100 Anime Movies of All Time. Uh, It was a straight-to-DVD release in 2001. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the only reason why there are any plot synopses. Because there's way more information about the movie than you would ever get from the movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, It's awesome and batshit crazy, but... It's totally bananas. It's a very abstract film. There's no dialogue. There's no... I mean, you wouldn't know who's... What their names are. No. There's some really cool animation and some, like... some great ideas of scenes and setups. But it's not about a story. Yeah. I mean, there's a story, but when you read the synopsis, everyone... Like, all the reviews are like, the back of the DVD says... (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... And it was directed by the guy who directed Nadesco. Yeah, Tatsuo Sato. And it came from... And also a, Ninja Squirrel. And, I mean, he's... It's a very talented man. He's a, a legend. Um, and it was originally from a series of two-minute shorts that aired on Japanese TV over a bunch of years, was where the character came from. And the woman who created those shorts... Uh, killed herself in 1998 and I guess I don't know why they decided to proceed with this so close to her death or maybe they were already working on it or it was an homage to her right Um, and then so after this there's not been any more with these characters that to my knowledge um, but they were on Japanese TV for a number of years and there was a manga too that she did yeah a little manga and they're all pretty abstract too but I think this film is way more abstract than even all that other stuff. Yeah. Um, so by way of explaining what this is, why don't we just look at a scene from the from the movie? Because we couldn't really find a good trailer um, because it only came out on DVD, and it's pretty yeah. hard to find now. And you can buy one of those DVDs from a generous soul on Amazon for the low, low price of $125. Right. Um, or it may be available to stream on the internet. 
if you're looking. Yeah. Um, so let's look at a scene that kind of encompasses the craziness of this thing. Resourceful, it's pretty resourceful little kittens. Yeah, and none too bothered by the scenario. Just like, well, we got yeah, they're just taking care of this. SM weirdo tried to make kitten soup out of us. Let's just chop his arms and legs off, rip his scalp off, and reveal that he's a robot. And put him back in the soup and put him back in the him. soup. You know, like so. Yeah, uh, Nayata, Nayata. I think the cat character the is the brother and his sister Nayaku is sick. He's taking a bath and accidentally drowns in the bath and sees, as his soul is leaving the earth, sees the Buddhist Grim Reaper in Japan, Jizu, leaving with his sister's soul. So he tries to go and get his sister's soul back, and he only gets half of it. His dad then wakes him up, and he puts the half of the soul that he has back in his sister. So his sister's sort of like a zombie thing. But they, her family's like, cool. And their mom sends them out to get um, fried tofu, and they're on, like, a grocery store run, and they go to this guy's house, and they go to the carnival, I mean, the circus, and they go on a bunch of other crazy scenarios. They're trying to find this flower that will let the all of her soul come back in. Um, like, like you do. Yeah, which is pretty strange. Well, we all know that. Uh, and it ends up that there's sort of a resolution to the plot, and it may or may not have all been his imagination the whole time anyway, but the story really doesn't matter in terms of cohesive plot because it's totally batshit crazy, but it's mm-hmm. awesome. And it's, it's really short. It's like half an hour, a little over half an hour. Yeah. Um, so I think it's totally worth watching. Um, I wish they would do a remaster reissue. Yeah. You just gotta, things. you just gotta be into a uh, really weird animation. It's the kind of thing you would see at a Mike and Ike's animation festival. Right. Um, it doesn't necessarily have a point, but I don't think everything needs to have a point. Why does everything have to make sense? Um, it doesn't do that either, really. Yeah. Um, but it's still wonderful to watch, and just as, as a pure animation exercise, I think it's awesome. Um, but that did lead us to our topic of this week, which is, what's your favorite mind movie? I'm going to still mark that down as a potential fuck. Whoops. Mark it down. You just did it again. Sorry. You're going to use all our F-words just saying I'm going to write down the F-word. You're going to blow it. I don't think we're going to need to get to You're gonna blow it. too many other fucks once nope. we get past the mindset. You just did part. it again. Two. There you go. We're running out. Seven. What was our number? Ten? Ten. You got three more, and then you're going to have to figure out another word. Be careful before we get out Here's another one. Um, so my first choice is uh, a movie I like a lot. It was my favorite movie the year it came out, I think. 2014? Yeah, I was thinking two years ago, but maybe um, three. And that is uh, Upstream Color um, from director Shane Carruth, who also wrote and directed and starred in the movie Primer, which is another movie people mention in this category. Um, it's like, it's a time travel movie that ends up, it's, it's so close to the science of like, as close to science as you can get of theoretical time travel, it ends up breaking your mind with how complicated it gets. Um, 
But uh, his follow-up movie that took him seven years to make, he wrote, produced, directed, stars in it, shot it, edited it, and did the score. So that's why it took him seven years. Yeah, but you I mean, wouldn't. That, that seems like a good, but a year per job. <laughs> you wouldn't know from the movie that it was such a small crew because it looks amazing and it plays like, you know, a low budget Hollywood movie. Like yeah. it doesn't in any way feel like he, he was skimping. Um, it's shot really, really well, and the performances are both great. Um, and the plot is <clears throat> the reason this is in this category is because the way he reveals the plot, he doesn't really tell you what's going on you sort of slowly figure out what's going on through just the progression of shots because he kind of jumps around a little bit in the narrative but basically it's that this guy has been basically experimenting on his pet pigs and when they die he's been burying them near a stream and the maggots that come out of the stream that come out of the the pigs end up turning into flies that pollinate these flowers that have certain abilities that you can you can uh, mind control people with essentially so this is about two characters who end up basically being infected with this mind control virus in a very weird way and they keep having their behavior is mirroring that of the pigs it's hard to explain but like i said i can't even really explain it that's how much of a you know mind Effort. F it, it is. So let's check out the trailer, which he also cut, and he makes, unlike most filmmakers, he makes really good trailers. So here's a trailer for Upstream Color. Take a drink now. I don't think I ever saw the trailer. That's cool. It's a good trailer. He has like two or three, and they're all good. Um, that's not on Blu-ray, but there's a audio issues. The sync is off on the Blu-ray, and since it's literally so independent, you really can't. There's not going to be another Blu-ray, so um, I recommend watching it digitally. I think it's on Netflix, and yeah, I have the Blu-ray, and I thought like I had to readjust the delay yeah. to rematch it up. Yeah. Right? Um, but if you watch it on iTunes or Netflix, it's it, it, it's right. Um, and well worth seeing just expect to maybe have to watch it more than once to really put all the pieces together if you're that kind of person um, are you that kind of person no I wanted to watch it more than once because I just really enjoyed it I don't really I didn't care if I put all the pieces together I got enough of it to be like yeah all right, I figured it out <laughs> uh, I'm, okay. I'm okay with not knowing. I'm okay with not knowing everything yeah I got it um, so next up is a, a movie from, I think it's 98. Um, let me look it up while we're talking. From the great... I'll look it up. You talk. From the great David Lynch, who just had um, probably his best work yet come out, Twin Peaks The Return. 
Um, but this is a movie I love and is actually not one of his more beloved movies, but I really love it. And it is, it's called Lost Highway. 97. 97. <laughs> that's a good still. <laughs> um, Sean, that's the closest you're going to get to a compliment. Yeah. So uh, Lost Highway is stars Bill Pullman, which is how you know it's a 90s movie. <laughs> um, and uh, Patricia Arquette as a couple that lives in L.A. He's a jazz musician. And basically they start getting these creepy tapes of someone dropped on their front door, somebody that is filming their house. And so they start trying to figure out who's doing this and why. And then halfway through the movie, spoiler alert, Bill Pullman gets arrested for murdering his wife because his wife is cheating on him. And he, while in jail, basically one night there's a huge storm and he becomes another person. And it's not explained how or why. He becomes Balthazar Getty, who is a uh, mechanic who's also having an affair with Patricia Arquette and um, is sort of working for a mobster. So it's like it's actually two stories sort of combined. And by the end, he turns back into Bill Pullman. But there's no explanation for why this would be. Um, yeah, I, I it's not a Freaky Friday kind of like no, obvious yeah, thing. Yeah. It just it's is like just, it just happens. part of the story and you just um, move on. But it's 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 got some amazing scenes and some really unsettling stuff that I, I love, uh, especially the scene with Robert Blake, who that is right there, who ended up actually being accused of murder. Did he go to jail for it? No. Yeah, he was accused of murdering his wife. Um, so he is scary as a normal human, let alone as this sort of, he's this recurring demon character who seems to know all about Bill Pullman, but won't explain why. And sort of my love for this movie is probably best summed up in this scene that is a pretty creepy scene and a hilarious scene at the same time. So let's check it That's out. That's David Lynch. We've met before, haven't we? I don't think so. Where was it you think we met? At your house, don't you remember? No, no, I don't. Are you sure? Of course. As a matter of fact, I'm there right now. What do you mean you're where right now? At your house. That's fucking crazy, man. Call me. Dial your number. Go ahead. I told you I was here. How'd you do that? Ask me.
How'd you get inside my house? You invited me. It is not my custom to go where I'm not wanted. Who are you? Hmm. <laughs> Give me back my phone. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I love everything about that scene. I love how the music fades out and when he walks up. David Lynch low tone. The yeah, low. the whole low tone. And the fact that he, when he's laughing and you hear the he's echo. laughing in the phone. It's so creepy and hilarious at the same time. Uh, creep, fucking crazy. That's man. fucking crazy, man. Oh, that's two more. We're done. Fuck. Three. You went over. Now we're going to get in trouble. So no more. Okay. Um, okay. So my final is really a movie that's sort of the... Nay plus ultra of mind F movies um, since 1969, and that is of course Stanley Kubrick's legendary masterpiece 2001: A Space Odyssey. A mind fuck. <laughs> You're gonna get us in trouble. That's enough. We'll bleep them. It'll be fucking. No, fun. I don't want to bleep them. I don't want bleeps. Let's just we'll just play it them. cool. It'll be like just play it cool for five seconds. So um, this movie when it came out was so, you know if you watch it now it's hilarious because it's not. I mean, definitely at the end it gets more abstract. But like as a movie, it's just weird and unsettling. But it's not like it doesn't really make sense. There's just some sections where they're sort of not holding your hand, like the beginning section with I mean, the early pretty, years of man. It's like, a pretty long. Yeah, it's two hours and forty minutes. But I mean, it's twenty minutes of the man prim- early, primal man. Yeah. yeah, and but then the you know the monolith appears and you very much get the idea yeah. the monolith gave them the knowledge that you know so um but when it came out it was like people would go see it as like a mind trip like you know it was like man go see 2001 man open the your 60s mind the 60s were a little uh, yeah um but it is an amazing movie and it took me several watches to really dial into the wavelength that the movie's on the first time i watched it i think i was like 10 years old yeah and i, I like, like, fell asleep i was I like this is it. so boring and then i saw 2010 i was like oh it's a way better movie <laughs> when i was whatever 12 yeah but now i love it so here is a uh, re-release trailer that i think criterion cut from several years back when they did a remastered version of it um if you haven't seen this movie you definitely should series is the most reliable computer ever made. We are all foolproof and incapable of error. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that.
What's the problem? I think you know what the problem is just as well as I do. Criterion people cut a pretty good trailer too. Pretty awesome, yeah. I mean, the movie is just—you'd yeah. have to be a blonde, you know, not even—you'd have to be really stupid to not be able to cut a good trailer for that movie. Um, so those are some of my favorite uh, mind f's, Gil. Uh, excellent choices all around. Thank you. First for me is ninety-seven David Fincher's The Game, uh, which. I first saw when it was in the theaters, and I saw the last, like, eight seconds of the trailer that we're going to look at in a second, and my roommate and I were like, let's go see that. And we went and saw the movie, had no idea what it was about, and it really effed with your mind. I mean, obviously, A Beautiful Mind is the biggest <laughs> Gil, mind F Gil movie of all movie. time, but no, we've kind of talked about really that before. It really isn't, just so. for you, not for anyone else. I mean, else. it's always top of the list whenever we, I'm sure it'll be it's not. Adult Swim and Toonami Facebook top. It's, it's not. It's not. I'm sure it will. No, it's just your personal bugaboo. Um, Michael Douglas plays Nicholas Van Orden, and if you couldn't tell by his douche name, he is a rich <laughs> douche. Um, if you need a rich douche, Michael Douglas was your go-to guy yeah. for like 20 years. Yeah, he had a good run. Like pre-Gordon Gecko, was he a douche? Yeah, but less. He was a more humanized douche. But yeah. I mean, he was a douche in Fatal Attraction. Uh, yeah, and true. he was kind of a douche in China Syndrome. And he was, I mean, he's, yeah. he played sort of a douche, but he's it was. smarmy. It was really Gordon Gecko, Gordon Gecko where he really, was like, he became yeah, the epitome be, of the, the rich, 80s, white, yuppie yeah. guy. Um, so Nicholas Van Orden is a rich banker, and his brother, Sean Penn, is somewhat estranged from him. And it's his 48th birthday, I think it is. And Sean Penn shows up sort of out of the blue and gives him a birthday present, uh, gives him a gift that's this start of this game. And so it's the what do you get for the man who has it all kind of scenario. Um, And the game is that they come. You don't really know when the game starts and when it ends. and You don't know what's real and what's not. And so people start following him and he's not sure if he's paranoid or if it's all part of the thing. And then people start dying around him and it gets pretty crazy. So. Um, let's check out the trailer and see how much it F's your mind. <laughs> well, what do you get for the man who has everything? Everything. Happy birthday, sir. Thank you, Maggie. I don't like her. So it brings you to town, Conrad. Everything all right? October 12th. Nikki's birthday. This is for you. Consumer Recreation Services. Call that number. Why? They make your life fun. What are you selling? It's a game. A game? Specifically tailored for each participant. John, chapter 9, verse 25. Whereas once I was blind, now I can see. Now I can see. One day, your game begins. You either love it or hate it. Are you going to spend the rest of the evening prying at that clown's mouth? Mr. 
Mr. Van Orton. Is everything all right? Ah, Mr. Van Orton. Have we met? I believe so. Why are you following me? Find out about a company called Consumer Recreation Services. They won't stop Nick. He's in on it. I paid the bill. I paid him more to make him stop. I need the police. They're gonna break into my house. And these voices are a bunch of depraved children. They're trying to kill me. Who's behind this? Who did this to me? Why? This is all the game. Right now, I am extremely dangerous. You're behind the whole thing, aren't you? No! They make your life fun. Yes, I saw the car going in the water and him saying it's a game over and over again. We were like, eh, yeah, let's go check it out. It's a corny 90s trailer, but it's kind of hard to mess up yeah. a uh, trailer for that movie. Um, so if yeah. you want to get your mind effed, <laughs> check it get out. Get your mind effed in the B. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your BF's about to get effed in the B from uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yes. I didn't say the word, unlike you. Does that make it? Yeah, implication versus yeah. Okay, that's why you don't say the word. Okay, next for me is Donnie Darko, Richard Kelly's 2001 Mind F. <laughs> um, I mean, look. So, if you haven't seen Donnie Darko, Jake Gyllenhaal is Donnie, and he starts having these. Wait a minute! You just blew my mind. I mean, that's just the start of that. Ah, wow. He not he doesn't play Jake Gyllenhaal. He plays a he character, plays a named, character Donnie. named Donnie. That is bananas. And he starts having these dreams that are post-apocalyptic, and there's this giant rabbit suit man, um, Frank, and he's telling him the world's going to end in 28 days and 15 hours and 20. Like, it's down to the seconds, but I don't remember what it is. Um, and so he starts, Donnie, not Jake. Whoa. Mind <laughs> uh, starts talking to a therapist and he starts dating a girl and starts doing a lot of other crazy things. And then the movie really starts mind effing you. Um, so let's check out the re release trailer for the Blu ray. Wake up, Donnie. I made a new friend. Real or imaginary? Do you believe in time travel? I'm going to tell you a little story today about a young man whose life was completely destroyed by fear. Tell mom and dad why I stopped taking your medication. 
F. <laughs> Too bad Richard Kelly was never able to make another movie worth his yeah, shit. Really didn't. No. But that one's good. You check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, and last for me is One Hit Wonder, Christopher Nolan's 2010 <laughs> <Inception> Little known. <laughs> small art film. Um, Wait, isn't that Doctor Strange looking at that still? Yeah. Um, it looks like Doctor Strange. Um, so this is, we're not going to really talk a lot about this movie because this clip is pretty long. Um, but uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is Cobb, who plays Cobb, plays, he's an actor, but he's playing oh, a role. You're just blowing my mind left and right um, with that And stuff. he steals, it's, he's a corporate thief, and he steals corporate secrets by going into people's dreams and effing them in the mind. Nice. Um, and the, this is basically the opening scene of the movie where they sort of explain how they go about effing your mind. So let's check it out. Turn around. The gun, Dom. Please. Now the envelope, Mr. Cobb. Did she tell you? Have you known all along? That you're here to steal from me, or that we are actually asleep? I want to know the name of your employer. Uh, there's no use threatening him in a dream, right, Ma? That depends on what you're threatening. Killing him would just wake him up. But pain. The pain is in the mind. And judging by the decor, we're in your mind, aren't we, Arthur? What are you doing? It's too soon! I know. The dreams collapse. You try to keep Sato under a little bit longer? We're almost there. Duncan. 
every time I see that, I wonder how many takes they had to do where he was to fully dressed it, yeah. and dunk his ass in there in super slow shoot it at a thousand frames and, a second. And then do it again. Like, I wonder how many times he had to get dunked before they got it, like, right. One, probably. It's a Christopher Nolan, I don't think. He's with just moving on. God, done. Got it. We got it. Thanks, Leo. Um, so those are some of our favorite mind F. Fs. Oops. Uh, let's check out Adult Swim Facebook's top mind Fs. Ace Ventura <laughs> feels like someone's trolling. Passion of the Christ also feels like uh, Adult Swim really felt like trolling that day. The Mist, I guess, because of the ending. Yeah. Eternal Sunshine, I would have expected to see on there. That's a great mind F. And The Departed. The Departed? Departed, sort of, because yeah. it's all a... double crosses. Yeah, I guess. You know? Yeah. Eh, marginal. Marginal adults on Facebook. Marginal. Let's check out Toonami Facebooks and see if they redeem themselves. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Look at that, baby. Yeah. Eternal... I would have done Old Boy if I hadn't already picked it for like three it, other things. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Inception. Requiem for a Dream. Oh, God. Old, never, never again. Old Boy, yeah, I can't ever watch that movie again either. Um, old Boy and then Mr. Nobody, which who would think Jared Leto would make two appearances on there on our <laughs> list? Uh, more popular than I would have thought. Well, thank you for... Um, Effing our minds. Yeah, and we'll be back with another question for you next week. Um, in the meantime, let's move on to this week's uh, sneak peeks of stuff we have coming up tomorrow night. First up is our topical for Dragon Ball Super episode 35. We're well into the new story arc now. Um, a lot of hilarious things are happening, and uh, we're about to get into some real battles. Um, so let's check out the promo for Dragon Ball Super Episode 35, which will be airing on Saturday, this Saturday night at 11, so that's tomorrow. Or today, depending on if you're watching it on uh, Saturday. I mean, but they're watching, yeah. Or okay. it's already aired if you're watching this next week. Ah, there's the Gil being pedantic again. It's let's, just uh, let's time just travel. Let's just cut to the let's promo be writing Gil diagrams down on napkins and here talking about it all day. Yeah. On the next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super. Don't let your guard down. That snake will do anything to win. He can use whatever he wants. Now that we can use weapons, what if we accidentally land a lethal blow? I won't let this bastard walk off on some technicality. He will leave because I have knocked him out. This is my domain, and soon it will be a dark with your blood. Dragon Ball Super, Saturday at 11. Stand in my way, ref, and I'll knock your teeth out, too. <laughs> See, because if it runs on Monday, then this is... Yeah, it's, it's real deep thinking. You're you're good. You're or Tuesday, you're, you're real smart. You're a smart person. Do you want a medal or pick up a medal a on your way up? Yeah, I'll get you a prize. Okay. Um, here, so, I've got a prize for you. Um, you've already given me that. I know, and you'll get it every day. I win that prize often. You, yeah, you'll continue winning that prize. Um, so, next up, we have a lineup promo because uh, obviously our lineup is changing with the addition of Gundam uh, Iron Blooded Orphan Season Two. Yep, this um, is a full mind f reblow <laughs> lineup spot, not a, just a rejigger so, yeah. of some of the shows. <laughs> so let's check out the lineup promo edited by Dave. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tsunami's new rundown is ready to launch. Let there be blood. Don't you mean light? Nope. Dragon Ball Super punches in at 11. Not even you can stand this for long! DBZ Kai annihilates 11.30. JoJo goes platinum at midnight. <laughs> Gundam is freshly forged with season two of Iron-Blooded Orphans at 12.30. I'm gonna grind you into dust! 
Adventures unfold with Hunter Hunter at 1. Sounds good to me. Luke on the third breaks in at 1.30. We're over the weight limit! How about a little treat? Ship it in, strikes hard at 2. Not bad. Outlaw Star blasts off at 2.30. Oh, that hurt! Cowboy Bebop earns its wulongs at 3. Television controls people by bombarding them with information. And Attack on Titan tears it all down at 3.30. Do not falter! Every Saturday night from 11 to 4. Here ends the lesson. Nice work, Excellent Dave. Excellent job. Yeah, I think we have a very strong lineup right now. Um, and then finally, we have a really cool animated music video from our friends in the group Code Orange, formerly known as the Code Orange Kids. Um, they're sort of a post-hardcore metal group. Uh, they make really interesting music, but this animated video that they are allowing us to premiere is really really cool they'll also be part of adult some singles probably next year um but for now check out uh this music video
That's cool. Mind blowing. Mind effed. Did they Mind approach effed. you or did you approach them? Uh, I approached them about doing an adult swim single, and then they said, well, it's funny. Funny you know, we're about to we're, F your mind. We're, we're making an animated music video. Do you guys think you might be interested in premiering it? And um, when I saw it, I said, yeah, hell yeah. Um, so it worked out. So then nice next up is a new piece from Dana Swanson, the voice part, of Sarah. Part two. In an ongoing um, series. Well, no, this is DanaCon is Dana at conventions. That's so the this umbrella. Is a, this is a this two is part, part. This is part two part series. of DanaCon okay. at DragonCon. You're effing my mind with this. Yeah. So this is part two we, of... We of, ran part one last week. I gotcha. Part two of an expose. Yeah. This Dana, is more... Dana at This is con. more beyond reading in the booth with Steve and being on the Tsunami panel. These are the furthering adventures of Dana Beyond at Dragon Cons. Con. At All right. Dragon Con specifically. Oh, man, it's blown. It's effing my mind. I'll, so let's... When we st- I'll draw another diagram. Yeah, write right some diagrams. Let's, yeah. let's watch the clip. Hey, everybody. It's Dana Swanson, a.k.a. at Dana's a Girl, the voice of Sarah. And I'm going to give you my part two wrap-up of Dragon Con. Last time, I got to talk to you about what I did with Toonami and uh, getting to record with Steve Bloom. And it was super fun and awesome. Uh, but this time, I'm going to go a little more in-depth into all the weird stuff I did. A lot of panels, a lot of checking out cosplay, a lot of just odd moments with friends. So first of all, I had a lot of friends come in town early and I got to hang out with them, take them on a tour of William Street, and also ride around on a stuffy rider while I was supposed to be working on my short film. So, whoops. Friday night, I got to be a part of the celebrity improv show because I was hanging out backstage with some friends and they asked me to improvise because I'm a celebrity. Also, I improvise. I think some of my favorite stuff is just getting to like make people do weird things for me because I'm making a video diary like this. <laughs> Thanks, Scott and Mark. Oh, look, don't look at it. Scott, don't look at it. Don't look at it. God damn it, I told you not to look at it. No one listens to me. No one likes me anymore. That's not true. Well, the first part. Uh, my friend Joseph Scrimshaw asked me to be a part of his Twin Peaks panel, which was super fun. And also, uh, the I got to record on his podcast, Obsessed, again on Sunday. I've been on one episode of, of Obsessed, and I got to do a second. Super fun. Sunday night, I got to be part of the Gonzo Quiz Show yet again, which is like this big sort of celebrity quiz thing that happens. Who plays this today? Who thinks this is fun? Who buys this and brings it on and plays it? I was on a team with my friends Frank and Trace. Uh, we didn't win, but that's okay. We still got Dragon, those runner-up prize. And the biggest thing that I do every year at Dragon Con is uh, something called the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show. I probably can't talk to you too much about it because of the content. We're trying to keep things PG-13 here, but I do cosplay for it every year. So here's my costume. I'm Sexy Dougie Jones from Twin Peaks. Yes, that is a wig on top of another wig. I probably should have used a background that didn't have a black background so you can see that distinction. Speaking of cosplay, I love getting to meet cosplayers, talk to cosplayers, hang out with cosplayers, look at cosplayers. Big standout for me this year was Ed Nigma because I don't know why, but I love lookalike cosplay. This guy looks great. 
And it reminds me of the cosplay from 2012 that I saw that was Commissioner Gordon lookalike. Why do I love this so much? You know what I also love? Aloy cosplay. You know what I didn't see any of? Aloy cosplay. First you shun me, now this? So if you are a Horizon Zero Dawn fan and you cosplayed as Aloy, please get at me. I just want to see it. I will not be worshipped. Thanks, everybody. This has been my Dragon Con wrap-up for DanaCon. She, See, does it make sense? She has a lot of adventures at cons. Yeah. She likes cons way more than you and I like cons mm-hmm. and does a lot more stuff. Do you think she does more stuff because she likes it or she likes it more because she does more stuff? I think, Maybe we should do more stuff. I think it, bo- it and we feeds might, into it. We might like I it definitely more. shouldn't do more stuff. You should feel free to do whatever you want. Okay. Dana, you should go with Dana and do some stuff. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to seeing you at the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show. It's a past my bedtime, but do I'll you see have if any I improv experience? Just this show. Yeah, uh, this yeah. doesn't count. Believe me. Um, yes, and I also have additional extensive improv training, as you can tell. Yeah, great. You're so good with one-liners. Extemporaneous speaking. Um, so next up, and the jokes. Yeah, they're very funny jokes too. Some of them sail right over my head. They're so smart. It's true. Um, it's layered. So next up is the this week's Adult Swim single. Uh, we're on uh, track twenty-one. So we've been. This is the twenty-something, probably the nineteenth week. Yeah, There's been twenty-one maybe, tracks. I think. Yeah. So we've been going for a good four and a half months at this point. Uh, and this week's track is by a young lady named Abra. She's an R&B singer. She's part of um, Awful Records and father of that whole crew. Uh, I really liked her first album and her more recent EP. So I reached out and you know wanted to see if she would do an adult swim single, and thankfully she did. So this is Novocaine by Abra. It actually came out on Wednesday, but uh, you can go listen to it right now at adultswim.com slash singles as well as all other 20 tracks that are up there so go give a listen and come back next week for a new one but for now let's sample Novocaine by Abra If you like that song, you should go buy her album and EP. They sound similar. Oh, cool. Um, that. And that's it. That's all we got. Thanks Mind for letting F'd. us F your minds yep. for another week for the last 135 weeks. <laughs> Consistent mind effing. Uh, we'll be back. That's our new tagline. <laughs> We're going to rebrand the show. Uh, mind F. Toonami Mind F. <laughs> Toonami Mind White. Post, yeah. Mind White. Uh, enjoy whatever you may be doing after this, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Toonami, every Saturday night from 11 to 3.30.